Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six of the NHL podcast. I'm Rahil alongside my co-host. Safir. We're in different spots. I know the backgrounds look <laughs> a little different. It's a little scuffed. I apologize, guys. But we got to get another episode out for you guys. And um, I think there's no better way to start than uh, Safir. You uh, you and those power rankings. That was interesting. If you don't know, Safir posted on YouTube um, some power rankings of just the top 15 NA uh players one one v one and i believe eu's coming out soon yeah that's that's being posted very soon yeah. indeed so l- go a little in depth on that because you know some of the listeners may not be you know familiar with that so what made you want to do it like you know why do you think people reacted so positively or negatively obviously some people were kind of upset they weren't on the list just give us the whole rundown of the whole like where this idea came from yeah, no, for sure, man. And first of all, I just have to say, in the fact that we're at a different spot, I'm in a classroom, and I feel the need to like get up and maybe right on, on the chalkboard right behind. Seriously, you know, redo, do it, re- man. Re- redo the list, you know. I'm like, here we go. We got a the NA power rankings, but uh, yeah. So I mean, a couple of years ago, there's like uh, TDI hockey. He was a very well respected individual in our in our space. Um, he hasn't been around since then, but he he used to have a website. And he had an expert panel. It included no sleeves um, and a few others. And they had like a power ranking system going on. I remember when I first saw that, I was like, I want to get get in on that. It's such an ego booster. You know what I mean? Like you see your name Absolutely. in the top 15, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm so good. Uh, but I remember I barely made that list towards the end of the year. And we haven't had something like that, you know, the, the last couple of years. And also with the NHL 23 news coming out, people are a bit disappointed that we don't have a shared leaderboard system. I'm like, well, you know what? There is a way to spice up the community a little bit and it is through our own power ranking system so you know i thought about you know like who would be the best people to to get the rankings from and i was like no better than the very players who compete at the highest level the very yeah. players who practically played everybody and then of course no as well being the most informed uh individual so i basically asked all of them to to rank their top 15 um I let the experts know each rank is associated with some amount of points, one being 15, two being 14. We tallied up all the points, and we came up with an official list. And the action has, has been hilarious, I would say. Um, I see a lot of egos being hurt while other egos being boosted. Um, but it's, it's, it's one of those things that uh, I think brings a, a lot of uh, content to the community. It's, I, I feel like it's, it's been needed. Uh, what, what has your, been, uh, your reaction been overall? It's uh, it's surprising. I think I definitely think the power ranking is a good idea because like I think back to like, you know, like any sport you're into, whether it's hockey, baseball, like the the leagues will always post their power rankings and you're just like, yo, why are the Blue Jays only seventh? They should be like top three or something. And it sparks so much controversy, debate and discussion around, you know, the sport. So I think, you know, I think it's a great idea. We'll get into a little bit more about, you know what I think about your rankings and stuff. I agree. I agree with a lot of them. There's one I have a little bit something with. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, wait, would that be me? Would that be me? No, it's, it's not. No, no, okay. you shouldn't be on the list. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, of course. Awesome. Um, I think the one thing though, that, you know, people need to understand is like, obviously I saw a lot of reaction of people being like, Oh, like I didn't make the list or like, Hey, like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of disappointed. I think what people need to realize too, is like, you know, these are rankings, you know, it's not like you just got random people. You did get some professionalism with it with some of the top players as well as no sleeves, which is why I think some people there's a bit of that negative reaction. But I think the one thing everyone needs to realize is use this as motivation. Like, hey, I, you know, didn't make this list. You know what? I'm going to make sure by mid next year I'm on the list and I'm going to make sure I get there no matter what. So I think that's kind of where the negativity came from. But I think if those people use it as a motivational factor, it's definitely going to get a little interesting. 
Yeah, no, absolutely, man. It's it's like it's like one of those things. I feel like a lot of you know, there's so many good players. Like there's probably like about twenty to thirty players that we didn't even mention who could have cracked, you know, inside the top fifteen. Like mm-hmm. all all just like the guys that come off the top of my head, guys like like uh, AK or C Bruins or like Buckle, you know, Sky. Mm-hmm. These are these are guys with so much talent. And if you just put it from like a skill perspective, they they can beat anybody in the, within the top fifteen. So I mean, yeah. to your point, right? Like now, now that you see you're not in the top fifteen, you, you use that as motivation. You know, show up in these tournaments, and you know we've been hearing it from a lot of people in the community that we're expecting a lot of tournaments this year. So there's just so much opportunity to get within the top fifteen. And, uh, I think through it, we'll also see a lot of storylines building up. Obviously, there's some even for some of the folks within the top fifteen. I'll mention Sap Ailey, and I think he thinks that he should have been within the top ten. Like you know, he's he's got reason to push himself up too. So I mean, we've got all these storylines and. I'm just really excited. I know a lot of these players will be uh, streaming starting next month as well. So there's a lot of drama uh, to to unfold. But well, I'm curious, which uh, which particular ranks uh, are you questioning a little bit? Well, you just mentioned them, Saf Alien, man. Oh, yeah. I, that one, I, I was I was surprised um, simply because, and I don't know if this is just me. And again, I am when it comes to NHL esports, I'm a lot newer than you and a lot of the other people, so that's part mm-hmm. of it too. But for me, you know, it, it seems like there's this divide between tournaments experience and money game experience, and both are important, both are valuable, and both are good ways to judge players. I ha- I, I feel like you need to judge the tournament play a little bit more. Now, the reason behind that is, you know, you think about just like in general when people play and stuff like that, like when you're playing money games, your money's on the line, you know, you're playing to win money. It's a little bit stressful, but there's something about being in a tournament, knowing there's tons and tons of eyes watching you. Like, you know, we saw it at GWC, like that was intense. That was epic. And I feel like, I don't know, for me personally, you know, Sap's a good buddy of mine too, you know, but, but even just based off that tournament experience, I feel like that should have been valued a little bit more. And, you know, I, I probably would have had Sap in that top 10, but like the thing you said as well is these rankings are so close. Like mm-hmm. I feel like there's, and I, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but I feel like regs is in a tier, like, like S tier. And then like in like S minus tier, if you could call it is like Gren. And then it's the rest of the field, like all all over the place. But it's so close with everyone else. You know what I mean? Uh, no, absolutely, man. And I have to say, like, because each expert had their own rankings, I'm sure uh, each of them compared the official list to their own ranks to see how close they were. And like, even when I compared to my own ranking system, I, I realized that it's 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 off base, especially for the bottom five to seven, I would say. And it's exactly to to your point, just the fact that, you know, I personally put more emphasis on uh, tournament placements and specifically the GLBC just because it is the hardest tournament. Yeah. And uh, there are a couple of players who ended up placing a little bit higher than I had them in my rankings. And uh, um, and so I took it as a sense of like, you know, the their potential heading into NHL 23. Mm-hmm. But I guess from my perspective, it was like, well, I think that, you know, tournament success uh, should still probably trump that a little bit. But, you know, I mean, it's it's just one of those things that happened the way he did. And I guess when you have like six people on the expert, it it averages out in some capacity. But, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, there's there's when I first looked at the list, I was like, okay, no, this is like this is this is a perfect list. And then I'm seeing some players who are like very upset. And then I was like, I, I took it. 
upon myself to talk to these guys, I'm like, well, why do you disagree with the list? I mean, you literally couldn't get better people to to do these lists. And yeah. so they actually, they brought up the, these very points. So I think it's very interesting the way that uh, even though we have the most, I would say, objective players, that there's still some inherent bias, right? In terms of like yeah. how, how we view players and, and how much respect we give them and the potential that they have in the community. Uh, but uh, yeah. I, I will say though, even with the tiers, I completely agree with you. With the EU power rankings, though, it's a lot less clear in that sense. Like I feel like in NA, I mean, yes, Rex is in his own tier, Gren is in his own tier, and then I mean, top four, pretty much everybody agrees. Sums it up with Joe's and Polgs, but with EU, like you can probably guess who number one is. Can you guess? Yeah, it's probably Eki. <laughs> I yeah, I think so. I think but so. After, <laughs> yeah, but after like after him, there's like you'll see there's a huge drop off, and even like the experts themselves couldn't really figure out who the true like two to five players are. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. It's 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 really interesting. Um, but we'll see. I think I think one thing too is like I, I feel like they're like, and I think this was your first time doing this power ranking thing, correct? It was. So I feel like, you know, as you, you know, you'll kind of learn the process about it and stuff. But I think one thing, too, is like just because you're not top 15 doesn't mean you have huge potential. Like, you know, you look at like like I'm just thinking of the NHL, for example, like Montreal is not a top 15 team. Does Montreal have better potential than probably five of those teams like in the future? Absolutely. The way they're rebuilding. So I think that's part of it, too, is like I feel like some of the rankings, maybe people put potential in there as well, which is valid but like if you're basing it off like hey there's a tournament right now every single player in north america and planet who's the top 15 going to place out i think you have to look at it subjectively like that yeah absolutely and and i have to make one more comment i just remember because sap Elliott is so adamant that he definitely should have been top 15 and, and i'll make it known here on the nhl podcast presented by the hockey news that uh sap i, I know you're going to be listening to this but on my rankings i did have you as number 12 um as well so if you need further motivation uh you just uh you just got it from here uh but uh yeah no i absolutely agree with you man and like Again, these these rankings are, are so uh, interchangeable. But I thought that this would be also kind of a good opportunity to revisit some of these players and like why we think that you know that they have deserved the space that they got, and maybe even kind of do like a prediction. You know, do we think some of these guys are going to stay within the top 15? Are they going to be dropping out? And I think there's a lot of pressure on us here because some of these players might listen in. But yeah. uh, I think it's it's fun to be brutally honest here. So. Well, we'll start off with Rex. Do you think he maintains his spot as number one? I I, I do think so. I think uh, so. Wait, before we clarify, are we talking about this time next year, or are we talking about like two months into twenty three or three months into twenty? That's a great question. You know what? Let's say by the end of the year after GWC. Okay, end of the year. That's a top one. First yeah. off, I, I'm gonna say I, I know some of the I know some of the top fifteen don't follow me on Twitter, so you know you might be <laughs> a little lower if you don't follow me. I know you all follow severe. Oh, sorry. Just a quick thing, by the way. Whoever your number one is is also your prediction to win the GWC. So maybe you have yourself as number one. Who knows? Regs is number two then. <laughs> I think Regs I think Regs is number two. I I, I think someone okay. else is gonna win GWC. We'll go into that a little later, maybe. Um okay. I think Regs probably two. Okay. So currently we have, we've got Gren up number two. What where do you think Gren ends up? 
Why are you putting me? Well, you answer some questions too. Don't just put it all on me, man. Where do you think Regs is going? You know, that's that's totally fair. This guy's throwing me right under um, the bus, man. You know what? The way <laughs> that's funny. You know what? Uh, I love Steven's comment here. He's, he's like, I already won the Gino. He's yeah, like, I know. <laughs> on another level. Like, Steven is just too good for us. Yeah. Um, but I have to say, uh, with Regs, um, I'm in the standpoint of like, until somebody proves us or until somebody knocks regs out, it is hard for me to predict anybody but regs. And I know Gren has done it before, so he would be my best guess. And I guess Own the Blue has the most potential, but I would I would say regs stays at number one. I think that's the safe option too, and I think that's fair because, like what you said, till someone dethrones the king, the king exactly. is at the top. Yeah. Might um, be me, though. I'm kidding. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. It's so, never yeah, happened. It will not happen. <laughs> My goal is to like, like, get in the top like 1500 of this list, maybe. See if hey. that happens. Yeah. So maybe you okay. can get your own sweater. Like No Sleeves has his top one thousand sweater. <laughs> <laughs> top 1500. So, so you have regs at one. I'm assuming you have Gren too, then. Um, I have to think about this for a second. Ooh. Oh my goodness! Ooh. Also, you know what? Just because of how dominant him and Regs have been, it's hard to knock them out right now. I'll keep a brand too. Okay, so let's put it this way: I'm going to ask you another question because I'm going to kind of yeah. like it, it. Almost seems like everyone has Gren and Regs, and then the field. Who yes. emerges from the field? Like, who's going to finish the highest out of everyone else in the field? Oh, that's a great question. You know what? I think that this might be. Own the Blues year. Oh, if it's not Rex or Gren, like Own the Blue, man, this kid has so much skill and so much potential. He's young too. And yeah. I mean, I've known him for a couple of years now. It's He wasn't able to play in so many tournaments. I, I know he was close in the IIHF tournament. He lost in the mm-hmm. finals of the Canadian bracket. But if if that kid, you know, he gets his mental confidence to a T. And some of that comes with experience, obviously. Like, like I mean, yeah. look at Geimer, how far he went in GW. Geimer used to like choke in those intense moments not anymore because experience comes through for him but own the blue i think if he uh by the end of the year i wouldn't be surprised if if he presents like a huge challenge i if i had to make a prediction i i can see on the blue i think on the blue is I, I think on the blue is a great prediction because based off of what you said like you know he's young and this kid's just he's good man like he's good yeah. for me i think polk's I, I I don't know what you know what like there's there's something about Polgs and it's just last year like it seemed like everything was going good for him and then GWC Brandon DeGren we all know what happened yeah don't know what happened it was it was rough but mm-hmm. I just feel like that right there like he showed the dominance and he showed how good he was last year and I yeah. feel like this year could be like just that little step of just you know like I, I wouldn't be surprised to see honest i'm gonna say right now i wouldn't be surprised if you won gwc that's my that's my dark horse if it's I'll not regs able- or grin yeah yeah no that's but- that's very fair like like i remember i think polks had his initial breakout in i think it was spring of 2021 from the mm-hmm. caps gaming invite only versus tournament i i matched him i I believe I had lost both games, but he won that tournament, right? Like yeah. he beat Regs. Well, first he beat Josh Fearless, um, who at the time was easily a top three player. And then he he beat Regs in the finals. I, I think this was spring 2021. So that was like his breakout tournament, right? And then ever mm-hmm. since then, and to your point, like all of this year, he just like elevated and he won so many tournaments. I, I wouldn't be surprised either. It's it, uh, Yeah, it's just, it's something about that that just kind of like, I don't know. Again, I, I'm I'm newer at this whole esports scene to you guys, but there's just something about like 
someone who does like like okay i'm gonna i feel bad comparing this to pogs and you now it reminds me of, like the leafs like you need that yeah. like there's that dominance but you just need that hump and like so many people say like listen i'm a montreal fan if the leafs went around i think they can win the cup easily and i feel yeah. like once pogs gets over that like gwc hump like he could just run with it and yeah you know what? Like, there's tons of other people on the blue. You said, for example, like anyone. I feel like anyone in the top 15, if they won GWC, no one would be purely shocked. They'd be yeah, surprised, I'm, but not shocked, so yeah. to say. Because this is, I mean, this is top 15 guys in the world. These guys are incredible, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But but in line with that, who do you think falls out of the top 15 entirely? <sighs> That's t- I, I don't know, man. That's a tough one. That's yeah. A, I don't know. What do you it think? I'm gonna, I knew, you know what? I went first last time. I'll let you go first. <laughs> yeah, I'm like putting all the pressure on you to answer Seriously. these questions. Um, I'm going to – I'm looking at the rankings as we speak. So we got Gre- uh, Regs, Graham, Polks, Joes, Geimer, Uninstall, <laughs> myself, Junior Pants, Cad, Duncan, Own the Blue, Sap, Nip, and Kessel, Jay, here. This was at first seemed like a hard question, but then I saw my, I saw my name. I expect myself to fall out of the top 15. And this was also a way of just taking pressure off me. So it's like in the future, you know, if we match in a tournament or champs or whatever it may be, if you lose, it's sort of like, oh, you just lost to a content creator. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I think honestly though, like I I do feel like I'm slowing down with my thumbs when I'm playing some of these incredibly talented players. Like I've been playing like uninstall a bunch of times and even Aves who's not in the top 15 right now. I wouldn't be surprised to see him in there by the way, but mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, I'm starting to slow down a little bit also with my shifting priorities a little bit. Um, so that would be that would be my <laughs> prediction. As Steven makes another comment about my overall ranking in Call, Call of Duty, <laughs> I disagree. I think I'm the best in Call of Duty. <laughs> no, you're not. I'll wipe the floor with you. I think I am. <laughs> that, that, that's that's you know what? That's fair though. And I like I like you picking yourself because you're taking the pressure off yourself. So if you do bad, it's like, hey, I said I wasn't going to do bad. Yeah. For me, I'm gonna I'm gonna go um, process of realism here. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna say Kesso. And the reason being, you know, he's got a, he's got a baby now. Yeah. He's, you know, had some other responsibilities. I just feel like he's still going to be a very, very good player. I just, you know, life comes quick sometimes. I mean, you know how it is. You're talking about how you're feel, you know, you're losing your thumbs a little bit. Like, I remember when I used to be, like, pretty good at chell, and now I'm like, dude, like, like I was watching, uh, I was watching a podcast with No Sleeves, and he was talking about like you know money games and stuff, and like just load up a bunch of money and play against the good guys. I'm like, dude, like I would lose so much money so fast. Like <laughs> these guys are incredible, but like you know, I feel like life gets to you at some point, and like yes. I'm gonna take the safe option and, and say Kesso because of that. Just you know, yeah. Life and and I feel like Kesso would be very comfortable with that answer anyway. I mean, yeah. He like he's actually surprised. Like he said it multiple times that he's surprised he's even within the top fifteen, given he's only played uh, GWC. Uh, mm-hmm. That yeah, that's the only tournament he's played. But yeah, I think I think that's that's a good good uh, prediction. I mean, we'll see though. Kesso, longtime legend, you know. Who Absolutely. Knows? But uh, Rahel, I think this is also a good time to shift the gears a little bit and talk yeah. about you know the, the deep dive about NHL 23. We recently had the presentation deep dive, and uh, I think it was just last week. Uh, what are your overall thoughts about that? So overall thoughts, I, I, I kind of go two ways here. So one, I like what they're doing. I like you know the atmosphere changes, how things are going to look different, how it's going to be a little bit more realistic. I, I love the presentation changes. The thing that I'm disappointed with was the fact that the presentations are its own deep dive 
because that shows like there's not that much changing we got to make presentations in its own six minute long video i'm pretty sure they're putting world of chell franchise and be a pro all into one video so you know there's not going to be a lot there so that's i'm disappointed in but in terms of the overall content i i, I like it man like you know it reminds me of um the anthem thing I was going to mention that too because we're going to talk about a couple things that we like about it. The anthem thing is going to be incredible, man. Like yeah. even just something as simple as like you're an American player and you match up against a Canadian and you hear the Canadian national anthem because you know that guy has home. You're going to be like, man, I want to kick this guy's ass. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Um, I think the one thing that that stood out to me immediately when I was watching the presentation deep dive is that some of the stuff that they're presenting as part of uh, the features in the game mm-hmm. was presented as new. Uh, a few titles ago, I can't quite remember, like what NHL 13, perhaps, or whatever yeah. it may be. But I will say, though, it is still new in the sense of like, you know, you've got better graphics now, and even the animations themselves, the on ice, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, the animation. So, like, all of that stuff is still new. It's, I would call it like new and improved. And I think I'm, I'm big on presentation, and I feel like the presentation has gone stale the last yeah. couple of years. So, it's, it's definitely a nice upgrade. And uh, I know that like a lot of people, when they play NHL, they play with game sound off. And this might be a way to bring back, you know, that aspect of listening to game sound. I think I'll definitely give it a try, but. I totally agree with that. I think I think just some of the aspects are going to be fun with the game sound. It's going to be like when you're when you're you know pre-game loading screen when you're loading in, you see everything. It's going to pump you up a little bit, and you're going to get excited just like you would normally, you know, an actual hockey game. But Safir, you know, I, I mentioned the national anthems. What are like what was one or two things that you kind of were like, damn, like I I, I kind of dig this presentation aspect. Yeah, no, that's a great question, man. I would definitely like the lighting, the pregame intro lighting, mm-hmm. um, with with the backdrop music and everything. That's definitely my favorite part. And but a close second would be how, uh, based on the video, um, the crowd is now dynamic based on the situation of the game, right? Yeah. So if you're down by one goal late in the third, and you tie the game, the crowd will erupt like on another level. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. Oh, and I can't forget about this one. I think the Stanley Cup celebrations have needed an overhaul. And to see that you can also pick and choose who you want to hand, hand, out, hand to. off the yeah. Stanley Cup to, that is such a cool uh, addition to the game. And I see myself now, not that I would play franchise mode, I can't handle uh, simming through that, but I can see myself playing the Stanley Cup playoff mode. I think that's been a, a thing in the game where you do like mm-hmm. a simulation base and you skip to the finals just to play around with the celebration because I think it's a really cool addition. What about you? Yeah, I, I was kind of surprised to see the Leafs uh, winning the cup in that little thing. That was a little <laughs> unreal. Okay, that was a little bit, yikes. <laughs> I, but for, for me, for me, like I, I love all that stuff. I love the, um, the hat trick. And not just, you know, they'll oh, throw yeah. hats on the ice. I love that you can, in I believe in World of Chell, you can change what it is. So they can throw aliens, they can throw teddy bears. Like, that's just something small that's like, damn, this is kind of cool. Like, you know, it's a little bit more customization. Um, aside from that, though, one thing I think that's going to be huge for uh, 1v1 players and, like, versus and Hut is um, when your AI shows their changing lines and stuff like that. How many oh, yes. times have you passed to someone near the bench and he's skating off the ice and it's an icing? Now you'll see him, like, do the little, like, hey, I'm getting off thing with the stick, and that is going to save so many people. That was huge, man. Man, that was the... From a gameplay standpoint, the most frustrating thing yep. the last number of years. And it's 
sometimes it would happen at the absolute worst times. Like you think you're about to go on an odd man rush and your guy just goes for a line change and like you're <laughs> passing it. And it's, and it, I mean, at least having the signal now, you know, you're just going to carry out the puck by scanning it now. I think it's, it's, it's a very important uh, integration within the game, but I, I do hope that the AI in the game do not go from for mindless line changes without, you know, a critical yeah. awareness of what's actually happening on the ice. So, it's, I mean, it's nice that, they, you know, they're going to raise their stick, but hopefully they have good awareness in terms of timing. The worst was when you'd enter the zone, try and, like, bring it around to the defenseman on the other side, and he's changing and you don't even know. That was, man, some of the line changes were ridiculous, man. But I, I totally agree. I think if the AI is, is a bit smarter with that kind of stuff, then that is going to be perfect, and it's going to be absolutely... Um, like a top thing for sure yeah no worries uh absolutely and and i think um with the nhl deep dive content i think there's still a couple of uh more deep dives coming up i think yep. game mode is one of them and yeah i'm i'm really curious exactly what they mean by game mode because i feel like the last few years we haven't seen a lot of new additions to the game i mean we had like yep. hot rush which was like a new game mode and i think they made some adjustments in terms of like how squad battles is played. Uh, do you have any guesses about what they mean by um, the, or what could I can, be talking I can about? guess there's going to be no GM connected. <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure that's yeah. not going to be in there, man. Um, I, <laughs> I, I don't know, honestly, because I like it almost sounds like I don't know if there's going to be a new game mode. I don't think there is. It almost yeah. sounds like here's franchise. Here, here's everything but hot. And here's what we changed with it. That's what the video or that's what this deep dive sounds like to me. And, you know, I'm I, I'm leaning towards more of an Eshel player now. So I, I kind of, you know, I kind of wish Eshel got a little bit more. But to be fair, like, you know, combining everything is just so concerning about, like, what's going to change? Like, it seems like it's not much. You know what I mean? What about you, Zephyr? Is there another one besides the game mode you're looking forward to? Man, I have to say, and I mentioned this on Twitter before, and uh, the community was on me. They're like, no, we got to fix the gameplay issues first. But it would be so cool in, at some point. I mean, it's definitely not happening now, but in the future, maybe have something like be a referee mode. I just feel like it would be so, <laughs> dude, I, I'm telling you, bring, bring be a referee mode in our Sixes Club. Uh, would win every competitive success just because I would ensure that that happens. Um, but like, kind of like be a pro, you know. I feel like there's there could be like stories. It'd just be fun. It'd be something new to conference. do. Yeah, it's just so much fun, and I feel like like it, it gives such an opportunity opportunity to take it from like a casual approach, right? Because it's like at the end of the day, like it doesn't really matter who wins the game. But it'd be it'd be nice to like get on the bad side of the crowd when you're making terrible call after terrible call. Uh, mm. I think that'd be a lot of fun. But um, the one part that I or the deep dive schedule that I'm looking forward to is also the hut live content stuff that they're going to be discussing yep. soon and I'm particularly interested um if they're going to elaborate on the uh, female players and how we can utilize yep. them in hut my assumption is that it's going to be like a like a mixed uh, sort of game mode being hot mm -hmm. but uh, i hope that they can uh, further elaborate on that and also with nhl games the last several years the meta has always been to go with size so I'm hoping that, you know, smaller players will be, um, you know, there's hopefully we get reasons to use the smaller players because uh, I think I think it's it's cool and it'll be a lot of fun in that sense. So, we'll yeah, see, I, 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 I totally agree. That'll It'll be interesting to see what kind of goes along there. Now, my one question to you is what what's the biggest thing you think Hut needs this year? Like, is it like new game modes or is it like better content is it improved mm -hmm. like like what do you what, what are you kind of hoping for with that video 
Yeah, I think the one great thing that EA did last year, and I know that, I mean, the community will never be fully, uh, they would never fully agree on something. No. Uh, but from my perspective, I'm a, for the most part, a free-to-play player. I mean, I spent $200 in packs all of last year. I, I think that still puts me, for the most part, as free-to-play. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing, that, <laughs> you're like, no. Uh, but the one thing that I appreciated last year was that I felt as though I could still keep up with my team. And that that used to be like a struggle, you know, previously yeah. where it felt like I uh, if it just felt like you had to spend money or you had to have insane pack luck to have a good team. And in twelve twenty two, that was not an issue. Making your team was fairly easy. But in saying that, I found it. I still didn't like how content was approached in terms of like doing all these kinds of sets and getting the collectible or the players. I guess they kind of replace the collectibles. Um, I hope that they add more creative ways in terms of how we can get some of these cards and yeah. also the importance of guaranteed rewards. Um, I think that that would bring uh, value to the players who consistently play the game, but also do well, yeah. for example, in Hot Champs, because right now it's based on lottery, essentially. But yeah, I hope that if, if they can further fine tune how they hand out rewards and how, how they promote team building, um, they're on the right track. But I hopefully some improvements uh, in that regard. What about yeah, you? Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think the whole you know yeah. everything with the with the sets and everything was like it was mm -hmm. it was good. The problem is is I think they need to improve it this year if they're sticking to the four consoles at least for hot markets because there's going to be less cards on the market the same as before and it's going to be hard to like find people and stuff like that. So you need to find a more creative way in order to get that kind of stuff so that like. You're not just sitting there like, I'd like to buy this one card, but none exists and I can't make it. I'm kind of screwed and stuck in that like spot, so to speak. So I think yeah. that's going to be a big one. Um, the surprising thing for me, though, this year, I, I've I've always been a huge hot player. I always, you know, spend a little mm -hmm. bit of money here and there and stuff. I, I think I'm going to give hot a try this year. I, I think this year I'm going to focus on Eshel. I think I'm going to, you know, I'm going to devote myself. I'm going to announce it here. I'm devoting myself to Eshel a little bit. Probably going to do LG. Um, try and get drafted again. I got drafted like 2018. Well, so let's go. <laughs> but um, no, I was thinking about it. it'd be perfect because like you know you got the one on one one v one side. It's like we need a little bit more sixes love and a little bit more threes love. So I'm gonna kind of get yeah. into that a little bit. Um, and it'll it'll give us both perspectives on you know both sides of the game because I think both sides are important. I think it's important to have ones and it's important to have sixes. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that you bring that, Rahul, because you're right, it is important. And I also feel like this is going to be such a big year for NHL esports in general. Um, and that includes Sixes, right? I know that there's multiple teams who are looking into uh, uh, hosting Sixes tournaments. And uh, yeah, I think it's important because I know we've spent a lot of time, you know, since the GWC happened, talking about 1v1. So to your point, now that you're going to be engaging more with the Sixes side of things, we're going to have even more sort of unique perspectives to learn more about Sixes, you know, the players, the, the storylines. Like, Absolutely. who knows, may, maybe you can do like a power rankings on the Sixes teams once you get more familiar with them and start <laughs> some drama there. Because I don't know, there's a whole whole lot of stuff that can be Sixes drama is the best kind of drama. Uh, so here. <laughs> well, dude, listen. Yeah. If any uh, LGCHL owners are listening to this, listen, I'm 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 available. I'm a you know I, I got drafted in 18. I was pretty good, pretty stable defenseman, but um yeah I think I think it's going to be exciting going forward. Um yeah I'd like to do a I'd like to do a sixes power ranking. I think I just got to get a bit more involved with that. Should. Yeah. Uh, what what rank uh or, or 
what round and uh, pick were you drafted back then? I think I was like, I think I was like, like mid second round. Like it was decent. Like I was, it wasn't terrible. I think I was like 57th of Minnesota or something like that. I can't remember. It's not bad. I, I have to say I had a abysmal CHL season. Yeah. Um, I played three seasons, but yeah, I had an abysmal CHL season. This was right after I had won a Leafs land. So I guess the timing worked out. Cause even though I think I was, I played left wing, but I only averaged about one point per game. And Ooh. for a high end player, that's like, I average, I, I average as a defenseman, buddy. Come on. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, it was, it was, it was uh, truly a humbling experience. And I was like, there's no shot I'm being drafted in the first round. And then Pierre Talent, um, who's a multiple Stanley Cup champion LG, he had reached out to me. He's like, by the way, I'm the Leafs GM and we've got the third overall pick. Um, and it was interesting. I, I had a lot of interest, like that the, the Leafs had reached out. It's so funny talking about the Leafs, but it's I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish it was the real like Leafs. Yeah. But it was, it was the Leafs, the Habs, the Kings, the Ducks. They're all in the first round. I was like, oh wow, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. You guys still think that I could be good in sixes, yeah. but yeah. So I was I was drafted third. I did actually end up having a solid season. I was a Calder uh, finalist. Did not win it though, but yeah. Yeah, I uh, I'll tell you a little bit about mine too because mine's way worse than yours. So I got drafted, <laughs> um, and then I retired. I oh. but how I retired, I didn't announce my retirement. I just didn't respond to messages because I was just like, this oh, is too much time. I don't want to do it. And then I got traded to like eight CHL teams because I was in the AHL and they had my rights. And like everyone was like, hey, are you going to play? And I just didn't respond. So listen, <laughs> if you guys get me this time, I promise you I will not bail on you like that. Um, but yeah, you know what? Like for any of you listening who want to get into like, you know, playing more ESHL and stuff like that, LG League Gaming is a great starting platform. Like it is, it's insane how well organized they are. Even if you don't make it onto a team and get bitted, there's training camp where you can just play with other people and just, you know, slowly get better. But there's also a 1v1 side to it too, which is, I mean, you know, you can get better at 1v1 too. So yeah, definitely yeah. go check that out if you're interested. I mean, Safir got drafted. I got drafted, you know. You guys can probably get drafted too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if I can get drafted in the first round after the kind of season that I had, and if Rahil can get drafted. Exactly. And then anybody, <laughs> truly anybody could get drafted. But yeah, no, like huge shout out to LG. And honestly, I feel like we also need to give a shout out to Sports Gamer. They're basically the LG, yeah. but for the Europeans. Um, they they deserve a, a lot of love too. And it's always nice having like a centralized system for both regions. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if there are new players who want to get into the scene and they're looking, you know, where to look at to get started, if you're an NA, go right to LG, Ali Gaming uh, on Twitter. Uh, if you're uh, you from Europe, Sports Gamer, same sort of deal. You know, all this is tournaments, a, a lot of them 1v1 tournaments as well. They're hosted through those and Sports Gamer. They've even like gone out of the way to, to host LAN events. Yeah. And awesome. I think that that's so cool, like the way the European community sometimes comes together. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Shout out to those uh, organizations. And, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely the foundation for a lot of the tournaments uh, that uh, we've absolutely. had the pleasure of uh, participating. Yep, absolutely. I think on that note, we'll end it off. So if you have any plans for the rest of the week, you uh, anything fun going on? No, man, but stay tuned for the EU power rankings because there's, like Ooh. I said, there's some drama there. I'm, I'm excited. And uh, other than that, we'll continue to be sleep deprived and uh, get some of our <laughs> IRL stuff, you know, casually smiling behind all the pain in the background. But we got this. Exactly, man. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, going to go in and check out an apartment later today. So we'll see if that works. And then um, 
hopefully have some job news in the next couple of days. So um, next few weeks might be busy. So the next episode, you know, I'll try and make it, but maybe it'll be Safira and someone else in the meantime, you know, to cover for me while I, you know, yeah. move. But uh, yeah, I guess I'll end it on there, guys. Thank you for watching and listening. Episode six. Can't believe it's been six already. Safir of the NHL podcast. Thank you as always, guys. And uh, we'll see you next time.